Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an, another episode of Take Back My Brain. I'm your host, Lori Hammer, and I'm excited today because today I have with me Dr. Craig Huffer. Dr. Craig is a chiropractor in Jackson Center, Ohio, and he does a lot with emotions and chiropractic and emotional release. And he did an amazing treatment on my daughter about a year ago, and we saw a huge shift in some uh, post- concussion issues that she was having. So there was definitely some, some release that happened to her. And she just like started to really thrive at a different level after that. So I've been wanting to interview Dr. Craig for a very long time. So I feel very honored and very privileged that he's been able to take time to chat today and talk to us about the emotional side of health. So welcome, Dr. Craig. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. It's great, it's great to be here with you. Awesome. So how long have you been a chiropractor? You know what? In, um, in, in next month, it'll be 40 years. That's um, amazing. 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, four why, decades. Why? Why did you want to be a chiropractor? Well, um, you know, I think I would eventually, eventually found my way here regardless, but my father was a chiropractor and that was a big influence. And um, he went into chiropractic a little later in life. He was actually had a family and, and uh, I was a first grader and I got pulled out of first grade in, in Ohio at a small school. And I finished first grade and in, in, uh, in a big school, Davenport Central Schools in Davenport, oh. Iowa. He went to school to Palmer College and um, I bounced around uh, five different uh, um, different school systems. My first four grades of, uh, of, of grade school, which um either made me um, meaner than snake oil or, um, or, or streetwise or what it was. Uh, I, I always blamed that for me being such a, uh, such a misfit when I was through my junior high years, but uh, God bless my mother. She lived through it somehow, but uh, yeah, it was a big influence. And uh, you know, from a, from a time that I was um, a youngster, I used to watch people, you know, in the middle of the night get carried into my, in, in, in you know, or babies that were blue in the face because they were having asthma attacks. And my dad would put them on the table and, and adjust them. And next thing, the five minutes later, they were running around wow. um, giggling. So I've seen miracles like that unfold. And um, so it was a big influence on me becoming a chiropractor. And I was blessed enough to practice with him for 13 years um, before he passed away at way too young of an age um, mm -hmm. in 1996. And I've been running the practice here in Jackson Center, small little town of 1,200 people in Jackson Center, Ohio. And um, we... Um, now we have, uh, golly, three clinics and uh, um, seven, six doctors on on staff and a full-time nutritionist um, that, wow. uh, that are doing what we do here. But yeah. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Your dad would be so proud. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, I want to really, I told you before, I really wanted to dive into the emotional piece of everything. Because um, I think we, especially, you know, in the alternative health world, we kind of generally like let me start that again, because I'm not finishing my sentence here. So when we go to mainstream medical, the emotional side is never looked at, right? And so, and then when we go into, you know, chiropractic care, functional nutrition, you know, that side of healthcare, I think we look at it a little bit, but I don't think we, we give it enough weight as to how that really affects us from head to toe when our emotions are off. And um, it's so much more than just, you know, going and talking to a counselor, or, you know, talking through your feelings, it's, it actually affects the whole body and there's different ways to release that. And that's what I would love to get into today. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. And it, because ultimately that's where, that's where we need to take all of healthcare. 
because it comes right. down to a simple a simple fact, and that's the fact that we're energy beings. Okay, um, we're first and foremost we're energy. We're not a physical body with 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 seventy trillion cells. Um, where those where where did those cells come from? Well, we can take it back, and, and I and the big shift, and it was difficult thirty three years ago when I went from standard chiropractic and doing what I did, and and we we never did the the public version of chiropractic. My dad was a was a was a subluxation based chiropractor that that removed interference and watched the power turn on the body parts and watch it change things. But slowly but surely, we started asking in the late eighties, why is it that that oftentimes these subluxations recur. Why is it that they don't hold a pattern? And we knew from chiropractic philosophy that there was three causes of, of the th- three causes of disease. And if you boil it down, you kept asking, but why? But why did this happen? Why did that organ fail? And you kept tracing back. You would trace it back to the nervous system that, that was that was interfered with. And the mm-hmm. body lost that innate intelligence going to that part of the body and it and it became dysfunctional. And so then you would ask, well, what caused that interference? And it boiled down to three T's. Now, when it was presented, you know, back in the day, it wasn't three T's. We've since upgraded it. But the three T's before by uh, by D.D. Palmer back in 1910 in chiropractic philosophy were were um, traumas mm-hmm. um, and uh, toxicities and, and auto-suggestion, they called it. We've now coined it as a three T's of disease, and that's traumas, toxicities, and thoughts. Right. Okay. And, and you can trace any and all diseases back to that, back to those three T's. And it's usually a combination of all of those things. But the big one that's not addressed um, is, is the fact that, it, that it's thoughts. So shifting people over to how thoughts can happen, you can say, well, you know, generically, you know, every chronic disease known to man has a component of stress in it. But how, how is it you, you, you equate that and take that to people and get them to understand that? You know, a lot of people talk about body, mind, spirit. But are they really addressing that? Okay. Right. Um, right. And, and, and that's the component. So one of the things that Dr. M.T. Mortar, who taught me uh, as much about thoughts and emotions and energy and how it equates to our, uh, to our autonomic nervous system. Um, he summarizes to get people to move into this mindset that we really are an energy being. We really are a spirit is this. And I, when I was a faculty extension professor at uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic and then down at Life Chiropractic College, where I had to go in and lecture uh, in, in the philosophy department um, every, every three, every quarter, I would often ask my, my, uh, my students who were fourth, and ninth, fourth or ninth quarter with a philosophy class, I'd say, you know, hey, you know those, um, those two cells that originally made us as a human being? Now, whether they came together by natural means or IVF or, or a test tube baby, that does that isn't important. What I want to know is when those two cells came together, I don't need to know how it became a 10 billion organism the size of your thumb uh, when the brain showed up. Mm-hmm. What I need to know is just how did those two cells that came together, regardless of the means that they came together, how did they just simply divide to four cells? I don't need to know all the other stuff. We know that we, we can take those cells, we can break them down to the molecules and the atoms that make them up. And there's no lung or liver or little toe or brain in any in either one of those. Okay. And um, so how did those two cells simply divide to four, let alone eight, 16, 32, 64, yeah. onto this 10 billion cell organism the size of your thumb 
before the brain even showed up. We're three weeks into gestation. It's 10 billion cells, and there's still no brain. And all of a sudden, the notochord lays down, and and it starts developing brain and, and spinal cords, the central nervous system. Okay, how did it divide to four cells? Forget all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody can answer that. Now, and I would say, now hold on, you guys just you guys all took embryology first quarter, right? Yeah, yeah, and you all passed it. You didn't learn in embryology how that how it even went from two to four. No, we, they don't have that answer. That's because the answer doesn't exist in the physical world. Right. And science and, and the way that we're educated in our basic sciences only deals with things from from atoms to molecules and bigger. It doesn't address, well, how did those atoms make that cell versus this one? And it all comes back down to a simple fact of, of the direction that that electron is spinning around that nucleus in that atom dictates what that's going to be. OK, so here we are. Now we're back to the energy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so try to get people to shift over that. And the, um, and the energy is between that nucleus and that electron that's spinning around it, that the wavelength of energy that's in between there, the quarks and the subatomic particles is it. So without going on a tangent that direction, I want them to understand, listen, people around each of those cells was an energy field. It belonged to the owner. Okay. The ovum to the mother, the sperm to the, to the father, and when and around each of those is an energy field. And when those cells come together, so do the fields of energy. And that's what those cells are growing into. Now, fast forward. Here we are having this conversation. Laura, as well as Dr. Craig, both, both started that same way. And here we are 70 trillion cells later, okay? And to wrap your head around this intelligence, okay, because I want us to understand and we're in here chasing all the physical effects, mm-hmm. expecting to change the outcome. When the truth of the matter is, those two cells grew into that field of energy. And here we are 70 trillion cells later, every one of those, every one of those 70 trillion cells having approximately 100,000 chemical reactions in it every second. And every second, 10 million of those cells dying and 10 million new cells being recreated, a constant turnover in our body. And all that's being orchestrated by this field of energy that was around those two cells when we started. And we're still growing into that. I I can't even like, if you try to think about that, Mm -hmm. like really contemplate that, there's no way you can fully wrap anything around. Because it's so So, beyond us. Right. So so here here we come back to, okay, so what's this got to do with, understand first of all, we're energy. We are energy. What What we're manifesting here physically started in our energy field. If you like it, keep doing it. If you don't like it, you better stop chasing the effects and you better get out to the energy field because because that's where it started. Everything right. started there. Right. If you got Absolutely. a disease process, it's there. Okay. Can, so can we how back does up that... just one step? Yeah. Would you mind backing up one step? So when you say we're just energy, um so I know you're talking about you know the two cells coming together. I think people might have a hard time wrapping their mind around like we're just energy. So we're spirit beings housed in a physical body. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because we were created before the foundations of the world. So we had to be a spirit energetic being created by our creator that we are now housed in a physical body. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that people know that Dr. Craig is not talking about anything woo woo out there. It's, you know, know, we're talking about the creator of the universe creating us and and putting us in this 
amazing body that he has given us. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll, and, and I'll fast forward to tell, you know, give it a little more about, about my foundation because this can, this can step across a line where people get uncomfortable. Don't get uncomfortable. Yeah. We're a spiritual being having physical experiences. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this, this spirit. Okay. And, and I understand there's only one image. Okay. This is what I talk to people a lot about, about um, in, in the COVID to try and get rid of the stress in their lives and have them understand, listen, there's one creator of this universe. And that, that creator only made one organism in his image, that image and that, that creation, which is me and you are supreme to all other organisms and things on this world. Our job is to make sure that we stay in harmony with that original creator to allow this to function in his design. When we, when we go out of that design, okay. And it Mm -hmm. can be from, from the wrong choices we make. And I, and I, and I teach my, my clients are six essential choices we make every day of our life that determine how healthy we're going to be. And those are what we eat and drink, how we exercise, the quality of air that we breathe. Um, and, um, I'm missing one, but, and, and then six one, which is more important than the first five put together is what you think. Right. And how you think, because that's the major thing that goes in here. So circling back to COVID, if we're afraid of that virus and we're fearful, and we're running around wearing a mask, scared to death that if we get it, we're going to die. That energy that goes into our spirit is driving us into sympathetic fight or flight dominance. That's where I want to spend some time talking about, yeah. well, how did these thoughts affect us physically? Okay, so I would tell my patients, we're the supreme being. We don't have to be afraid of this virus. We have to make the right choices to empower our immune system to meet this virus, shake its hand, build immunity and move on. And that's what we taught in this office from day one. Right. In my office. Okay. And I'm not afraid to say it now. I flew under the radar to keep my doors open so I could be of service to my clients and get rid of the fear. I'm above the radar, radar now. This this next craziness about start masking again and get go get your boost and everything else. I am above the radar, and I'm like telling people, do not be that silly. Stop and think about this. So we're re-upping the whole thing about. I see it. I'm seeing people wearing masks. I traveled to yep. Portland, and I'm back, and and I see it, and you know, in 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 the airports. Stop the madness. We are the supreme being take care of this body, put it in a position to be able to work the way God designed it to. We don't have to be afraid of all these other germs. We're meant to live in harmony with them, not run from them or hide from them because we can't. Okay. So how does that, Mm -hmm. how does the fear and those things affect us in our physiology? Well, being the fact that we're, we're a spiritual being and we're, and we're physically growing into and governed by this spirit. Okay. Body, mind, spirit. It should be spirit, mind, body because the, because the body is the tail. Okay, the mind and the spirits wagging the tail. And we're down here in medicine and typical um, mechanistic philosophy of of medical is is chasing the tail and all the effects when we're not even addressing anything in the mind or very little. And for darn sure, nothing in the spirit. Okay, so what happens is when we respond to a stress in life and I don't care if it's a relationship issue, if it's family, if it's. If it's church issues, if it's finances, it doesn't matter what it is. How we respond to those things dictate our physical our physical reality. So yes. when I'll use the case case in point of COVID, okay, when we're fearful that we're going to get it, 
And that fear and anxiety and worry has us mask up, washing our hands, wearing gloves, not going out in public and all those things. That fear takes us into sympathetic fight or flight dominance. And when we go into sympathetic fight or flight dominance, it isn't that sometimes our muscles tighten and sometimes our digestion slows down and sometimes our immune systems weaken. No, read in any physiology book. I used to be able to quote in guidance physiology, the exact page and paragraph. When we go sympathetic fight or flight dominant, our nervous system goes there en masse is the word, everything. The major switch and all lights go on that direction. Why? Because we as human beings have two, have two functions. Number one, first and foremost, we're designed to survive. Way out front, survival is first, because if we don't survive, the, other, the others don't matter. Number two, and a distant second to that, is procreate and heal. So when we put stress into our spirit and our energy field, and, and that energy is picked up out here, and our subconscious mind gets that energy of fear, worry, anxiety, we're thrown into sympathetic survival physiology, even if it is a, isn't a real threat. The emotion of fear, it's not the germ, it's not the bear that's that's chasing us through the woods. It's not the divorce. It's not the bankruptcy. Those aren't the issue. It's the energy attached to them. And when that energy goes in our spirit, that spirit dictates to our nervous system, survival physiology, kicking everything in mass. And that shuts down the digestive system. It shunts the blood from the forebrain to the hindbrain for the fight or flight reflex. It, it suppresses the immune system. The immune system takes a lot of battery power to run and continually scour the body to fight off germs and, and, um, and organisms that would be a threat to us and constantly cleaning them up and creating antibodies. That takes a lot of battery power. So when we go sympathetic fight or fight dominance, since that's, that's priority, our immune system is suppressed. Right. Okay. We can't, and we can't do it. So one of the major things that we did and when we, when we approached, you know, using COVID as the example, but it doesn't matter what it is. I had the same conversation with my cancer patients. Okay. What created this is this emotion, this, this emotion right here, and I'll prove it to them physically. I'll have them think certain frequencies and things and, and, and their body will change. And then I'll equate that back to an incident that happened. It could be a year ago. It could be 30 years ago. Okay. I just had a, um, a multimillionaire in my office that has having terrible low back pain. And I, and I found, and I found a word in his, in his energy field. It was actually demanding and he thought of different business situations, et cetera. But we, you know, where we had to go to find out where that demanding came from. Where? Vietnam. Wow. When he was flying a Cessna 172 into enemy territory under the radar. Yeah. To get to take pictures and repeatedly got his Cessna shot down and had to float it back in. Um, wow. Those demanding circumstances was the primary emotion that was still driving his physiology today. And we had to take a different perception of that to change that. Once again, the issue wasn't the experience. The issue was the demanding circumstances that were the, the feeling and emotion of demanding. As he had demanding situations since then with the 17 different businesses in his holdings, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, he has. But none of them were as big as or impactful as that one. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my point is, is that. Energy drives our physiology. So when we go into sympathetic overdrive, the opposite parasympathetic is suppressed. And when we stay there long enough, continue to suppress the immune system, et cetera, it's eventually going to keep that shut down where eventually it's going to take us down a pathway. And understand, we've got a very forgiving body. We can beat the yeah. heck out of this thing for years, holding on to, and harboring feelings. But eventually down the road, 
the physiology is going to lead to this breaking down. And you can bet that when they come in here, 99% of my patients, when they come in, they present themselves with sympathetic fight or flight dominance. Absolutely. There's buried emotions yeah. that are there. What, and we measure those with heart rate variability and other uh, applied kinesiology, muscle testing to verify, yep, you're in sympathetic dominance. And then we do pre and post scans to show how, how their, how their imbalance is, is coming back to the balance to, to, to show them why they're getting better. And, and when that parasympathetic is locked down because we're so sympathetic dominant, we begin to peel the layers. Suddenly, all of a sudden, they'll do, they'll just explode into parasympathetic dominance, like a genie out of a bottle. Wow. And sometimes it's magical healing that ha that happens instantaneously. Yeah. And sometimes it's huge detox. It'll throw them in because they've been, their body can't process those toxins. So we, wow. uh, we, we just handle whatever the body, body deals with at that time and, and then walk them through it. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So when you, so he was holding things on since Vietnam, like, yeah, 60 years. how long has he had this low back pain? And, and, and then I would, I would think people would be asking like, so why can't I just release that on my own? Do I not understand that it's there? Like, why is that still stuck with me? So I, I love the Lord. I'm a Christian, you know, whatever it might be. And I've surrendered my life and here I am, but I'm still suffering with this. Why am I still hanging on to it? Well, um, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that goes back to um, where did our behaviors come from? Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And and that's how, why can, why can someone, I use the analogy oftentimes um, that everyone's had a, had a pet that's died or got hit on the road. And, and I'll use the analogy sometimes of how can we can, we can both be here and we, we can share the same pet and we look out the window and somebody's driving down the road and they, and they hit our dog and, and he's dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one person says, gosh, darn it. I'm really ticked off at that person. They were driving too fast. They were careless. Um, I'm resentful that they weren't paying attention. They were driving too fast. And I'm grieving over my lost dog. And I'm just upset at the whole world. Okay, now they've attached to that experience of a dead dog, um, anger, hostility, resentment, grief, and, and pissed off. Okay, yeah. that's the emotion they're attaching to that dog that's dead in the middle of the road. The next person's looking at it and said, oh, man, I'm going to miss that dog. But you know what? Golly, it was a great dog. And I've got 13 phenomenal years of memories with that dog. And you know what? It was starting to show some aging. And I was going to have to make a difficult, difficult decision at some point because it just was having trouble getting up and going and, uh, and to start to have some bowel control issues. And I don't have to make that tough decision. And it's obvious it, did, it, didn't, it didn't suffer because it was immediately dead. I seen the whole thing. I'm just blessed for the 13 years and so thankful for such a great pet. There's a dead dog in the road. And one is over here holding on to resentment and anger and hostility. And the other one's over here filled with gratitude for the 13 phenomenal years. Where'd that come from? What we know is this. We're pro pretty well programmed by the age of six. Some research shows eight years of age on the out on the outside, somewhere between six to eight. We're pretty well programmed. And where did those programs come from? They come from our MFTPs, our mothers, fathers, teachers, and preachers. Now, yeah, sometimes 
actually them, sometimes just figuratively, figuratively, but it was the things that we watched and observed in our young formative years growing up that we took on those behaviors. And we don't know who need to know who they are. And we don't have to search down who it was because it don't matter. Right. Okay. What matters is this. Are you, are you interested in truth? Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in truth, we can change those behaviors because none of us that behave perfectly, we can, we can look at those and say, well, why, why would I be upset? Why would I process it that way? And when we have processed something wrong, did that Vietnam veteran millionaire process his wrong? No, he's still alive. Probably served him well. Right. Okay? Yeah. But at this point, his low back can't get better because he's still stuck in survival physiology. And the major feeling holding him there was demanding. Okay. And as soon as we released that demanding, that took his sympathetic survival physiology and it slowed it down to allow the parasympathetic to come in. Do I think there's only one emotion for him to get cleared? No, there's, there's more and I'm clear more, but I'm here to tell you that was the main one. Wow. And that was a big one. Okay. And, and, and that's probably served him well in other areas of his life. But mm -hmm. the point is at this point for him to heal, he had to take a different perception of that and be thankful for the purpose that that experience in Vietnam served in his life. Right. And be thankful for the fact that he's still alive here today. And it's made him the man that he is to become the success that he's become. And he's taken that perception and he's revisiting that on a regular basis to continue to remind him of the blessings, the lessons learned, the quality characteristics that came out of that experience to move him to a state of gratitude for all the good that came out of that. Yeah. And that's how we have to process it. And I, I will say that, you know, I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, you know, that you worked on my daughter and, um, you know, she was having some issues from her concussion and I don't, I never asked her what the emotion was, is that you guys figured out. Cause I didn't want to know that was between, you know, her and, and her healing, her healing process. But I have a feeling I kind of know what it was, um, just given mm -hmm. other situations going on in our life. And she kind of hinted at a few things and the difference in her, like within 24 hours of you working on her, it was just a lightness about her. And, you know, and she did everything that you told her to do and to say for like the next 30 mm -hmm. days, you know, yeah. and just to watch that unwind in her and just the gratitude that um, was really stuck. Does that make sense? Like it was stuck mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it came out and it's, it's been a, it's been a world of difference, you know, for her since then. So, um, I wish we lived closer to you because I can't find anybody like you close to me. So, because <laughs> well, we, we still want to keep working on some things, but I just wanted to share that with the listeners because I've seen that firsthand is what you're saying. It's just amazing. And I've done some other emotional release stuff on myself personally, and I've gotten mm -hmm. really, um, I like it's sick after it sometimes, like you were saying, mm -hmm. you know, you have such a release, you know, yeah. it'll knock you out sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so what? So when your body releases that, Dr. Craig, um, what's what's really going on? I know you're saying you're coming back into the parasympathetic, but there's there's what's that release and why do you feel sick? Well, um, because because when we go sympathetic fight or flight dominant, as I mentioned, the digestive system shut down, the lymphatics are slowed, you know, uh, all of your internal organs, the blood shunted away from our internal organs to our to our musculoskeletal system for that fight or flight response. Because if we can't run to safety or fight for our life in that survival situation, remember we're we're designed to survive. Number one, 
Yep. Heal and procreate number two. So when that emotion is there holding us in the sympathetic fight or flight dominus, we're there. All these physiological things happen. And the big part of it is the lymph system, the immune system, the digestive system. It's slowed way down and it shunts the blood away from those things into our musculoskeletal for that fight or flight response. So as a result of that, all of a sudden that's happening. And now all of a sudden we're slowing down the sympathetics and engaging the parasympathetics. And like a genie out of a bottle, it comes out. And your body just purges all kinds of toxins and it, and it flushes the blood into the gut and starts cleaning up stuff there and speeds up all of the internal organs. And now there's just a huge major detox that's going on in our body. Not every time, not sure. every time, because sometimes people get up and, and, and they just have cathartic emotional breakthroughs where they just cry like a baby. Yeah. And I remember I had an NFL football player on my tape, on my, on my bench table, um, one time, and and I and, and he come from the inner cities of Philadelphia, and had a and he's a very strong Christian, and um, but he's huge. This guy is six seven, three hundred pounds, and I had to take some emotions on him back to his childhood, gangs oh. and some other stuff, and clear some things out. And he actually started sweating, crying, and convulsing on my table. He had wow. so much pressed inside of him, and. Um, so those are some things that can happen. Um, you don't like those, but you know, but I've seen it enough times that I simply look them into my eye and I smile and I say, this is a good thing. Write it out, man. We're going to get there. And uh, I, what I would rather have the other ones where, where, where they get up off the table and they're like, holy cow, all yeah. that weight's on my shoulders. I completely feel different. It's gone. The pain's gone, you know, or they come in and, you know, and, and, they, they go back for their follow-up scan, you know, two weeks later and like the mass is completely gone. Where'd that go? It's just gone. You know, and the oncologist says, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's only one thing I did. Okay. And I've been dealing with watching this for a year. There's only one thing I did. I let go of some stuff. Somebody right. helped me find out why, where this came from. And I went back and I changed my perception of it. And, and I, and I, I turned my body loose so it could, cause so it could recognize what was going on and clean it up. And yeah. I'm just, those, those are the fun ones when you get to watch those miracles unfold. Oh, for sure. For sure. I love that. I love that. Cause yeah. I'm, you know, we don't want to ever say that we cure cancer because the body does. Right. But you Absolutely. know, behind every single thing, like I always think of a tumor is like, cause you can like, you could take it out and hold it. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's, it's a piece, you can't hold an autoimmune disease. You can't hold like your gut, you know, disruption right. or whatever, but you can take a tumor and you can hold the tumor and you're like, this is an emotion that has been yep. stuck forever right and you know you release that emotion and then you know it it dissolves it's it's amazing and i don't know that makes me want to cry when i think about it because the body designed so cool so cool yeah it is and and it's a healing machine all we have to do is just get out of the way remove the interference right and uh and yeah that interference can be toxicities uh, it certainly can be. And, and that's, that's a huge factor. This body was designed to, to, and we, we understand that we understand that we should be fat adapted and we should get into ketosis and yep. we should detox by the body. And I used to think that was about 5% of it. I truly believe that's about 25, 30% of it now. Yeah. Um, but, but by far still the big one that I used to think was 95%, but now I think it's 75% sure. it's emotion, it's spirit. It's what's going on in this energy field. Okay. What's our belief say? Okay. Um, if we get the, if we get the big C word diagnosis, okay. What's our belief? What, what, you know, have, do we equate death with cancer or do we, or, or do we understand 
is our belief that this body can heal anything greater than that than that belief? And that's a question ultimately we have to we have to go back to. And sometimes even with this emotional work, we have to address people's beliefs, their beliefs right. about certain conditions, right. because those are were pre-programmed by our MFTPs, whatever we've seen and witnessed in the past. And if we witness cancer lead to death, we need to clear that out. Yeah. So what we need to and we need to fill our brain with no. The, cancer was cured can't this body recognize that we cleared the interference and it removed it and uh, that's why i love to come on these podcasts and share these stories because because this is the truth this is really getting to it it's not chasing the physical effects it's changing the energy that manifested that physical effect let's go back everything's cause and effect let's go back to the cause of that effect out here that we've got that now we've given a name to let's go back here and address What was the cause that allowed, what was the energy that manifested that physical manifestation? Let's go back and change the energy so that that physical manifestation no longer is necessary because it's just a lower vibrational frequency. All that, all that disease is, is a lower vibrational frequency of our energy field. Right. What, what brought our energy field down away from the the design that we were created in. And when we can trace back through and find the energy that lowered the frequency and we can change the perception of that past memory. Now we've changed it from fear, worry, anxiety to gratitude, thankfulness for the purpose that served in my life. That energy, you can't, you can't have disease in that energy. You can't, you're it right. can't exist right. there. Yep. That's what I talk about a lot. That vibration can't hold disease. No, it just right. it has to leave. It's like light drives out darkness, right? Perfect. You know, and as a man thinks, so is he. So your thought process mm-hmm. is, is, is what the expression of your life is. And, you know, in second Timothy one, seven, it tells us, um, the, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. So mm-hmm. fear is straight from the pit of hell, right? Because that doesn't come from God. So if it's not from right. God, it has to be the complete opposite. So if we understood how much power we have and how much mm-hmm. capacity for love that we have and just that sound mind, because we have the mind of Christ. If you're a believer, you have the mind of Christ. And there's just right. so much there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. And, and I sometimes even look at myself, I look in the mirror. I'm like, why are you thinking those things, Lori Hammer? Stop thinking them, right? So, right, yeah, you because know, they they do they just kind of creep back in there, and you're like, oh, right. yeah, yeah. And there's another aspect of this that I'm not going to go into real deep, but I want people to understand this this other thing as we talk about, you know, not only is this physical body grown into this energy field, but this energy field or spirit, it's truly our spirit. Yep. The spirit is also out here swimming in this sea of consciousness. Okay, God's creation. And this energy field that we're electromagnetically growing into and manifest in this body, it's also electromagnetically attached out here too. Mm-hmm. So whatever's in our energy field is, is, is attracting to us the things that we vibrate with. So if we resonate with fear, anger, worry, resentment, we're going to attract more of those relationships, business dealings, financial things into our life. Okay. Because our, this spirit not only does this, but also attracts to us all of our experiences. So when those experiences show up, and these are the four words I share with people, I said, we're going to shift your behavior. And it's going to start with this, these four words, because this is the, this is the, the first step toward encompassing this to begin your pathway down, down toward a different behavior. And that is, there are no mistakes. Mm. There's a perfection. That's so good, Craig. That's so good. There's a perfection unfolding in our energy field, which came from our ancestors. 
Okay, it says right in the book of Exodus, because of their transgressions, they'll be cursed unto the third and fourth generation or blessed unto the third and fourth generation. We're living at our ancestral inheritance. Okay, the good news for me and you, and yeah. and, and I, I can most assure all of your listeners, dudes, listen, we were a lot more blessed than we were cursed. You look yeah. around the world, we're living yeah. in the greatest place in the world. We are blessed. Yep. So with that, but that doesn't mean our ancestors were perfect because we weren't either. Sometimes they took craps in their, in their spirits and we got their spirit. And sometimes we do too, as you just mentioned. And why are you thinking that? Why am I going there? Okay. So as our energy field attracts to us, electromagnetically relationships, finances, jobs, circumstances, friends, et cetera, when, we, when that attracts us in, and listen, 90% of it's great, but when the 10, 5 or 10% shows up that irritates us, Mm -hmm. or, or we resent, or we feel inferior or inadequate, when they show up, understand it was that emotion that was in our field of energy that attracted that experience. Mm -hmm. So when it shows up and we respond with the same damn energy that attracted it, we're just repeating it over and over. Because we get stuck in that stupid hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. why you'll see people get out of one abusive relationship right into another one or have one business bankruptcy go right to another one because they didn't learn the lessons and what's the steps that I took your daughter through and I take all people through and it, which leads us to Christ consciousness I truly believe and I refer to it as Christ Christ consciousness but I'll tell my Buddhists and my Hindus and my Jewish and other people listen we don't own this okay we don't own this 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 behavior it's in all major religions and those steps are this when we find that experience that has that emotion attached to it and we bring them into reprocess and we take them through these three steps. What lessons did you learn by, by, by that experience? What lessons were learned that made you a better version of yourself? And then what quality characteristics, I usually say what quality Christ characteristics, because the majority of my patients are Christians, what quality Christ-like characteristics such as compassion and empathy and understanding and the strength and faith uh, did you acquire as a result of going through that difficulty? Okay. And then once you see the lessons learned and the quality characteristics, can you develop a sense of gratitude and thankfulness for the purpose that it served in your life and the fact that those characteristics made you a better version of yourself, made you a little more Christ-like yourself? Then that helps them lead to thankfulness. Now, listen, sometimes this is difficult. I've had mothers on my table that had their children murdered, okay? I've, I've had, you know, killed by drunk drivers or or business right. deals that went, right. went wrong. There's some difficult. So you have to under, have them understand that it's part of your journey. How you respond to it's going to dictate where you're going to repeat this offense or whether you're going to raise to a higher frequency and attract new and better things into your life. And once they understand that concept, they're more willing to process and, and, and do those things in that manner. But that's the steps. That's the, that's the behavior we have to learn to. But once we understand this energy field is attracting mm -hmm. from the sea of consciousness that was that was created by our creator. And we're just an image attracting things. And we apply the Christ consciousness. It starts with those four words. There are no mistakes. I attracted this. If you can't take ownership of that, it's going to be hard because then you can suck your thumb and be a victim. OK, yeah. yeah. But there's no mistakes. And when it shows up it, and we apply those four words, there are no mistakes. Let me get about the business of learning the lesson, finding the good in the situation and, and trying to develop some gratitude and thankfulness for the purpose this experience served in my life. And that gratitude rises us up. Right. Okay. A lot of P's, but I tell people a perfectly processed past perception always ends in gratitude. 
Mm. And the only way we can get to gratitude is by understanding it's here to teach us something, learn, yeah. evolve, and be thankful. Wow. That's a lot, Craig. Yeah. 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 So how, how do people, how do people find somebody like you? How do, how do they process this? Cause you know, people are like, well, I have to go to counseling. I have to do this. And not that I'm against yeah. counselors because I'm not any of you listening. Right. To I love you. Um, well, there's some things that you can't talk out. So, yeah. And, and, and there's some things that will have to be talked out. Okay. Correct. And there's, yes. that, so there is Absolutely. a place for counselors, Yes, but, um, there's multiple emotional techniques that can be used. Mine happens to be BEST. It's an acronym that stands for Bioenergetic Synchronization Technique. It was developed by M.T. Mortar. He wrote a number of books, Dynamic Health. His, one of his favorites is, is Our Soul Purpose, S-O-U-L, Our Soul Purpose. Um, M.T. Mortar, his, he's, uh, he's, he's transitioned. Um, you know, six or eight years back and his, his kids are running at mortar.com, mortar, okay. M-O-R-T-E-R. Um, that's my technique. But we also do um, QNRT, quantum neuro reset technique. Um, we do a little bit of NET, neuroemotional technique, um, mm -hmm. body code. There's a number of different ways to do it. I, I'm not saying mine's the best. I've looked at others. So I'm yeah. more comfortable with this one. I, and, and, and I love it. But I was taught by the master of it, too, by sure. Dr. Mortar. Sure. Um, so there's a, a lot of them there. I think looking at, at people that uh, whose heart, number one, is heart is in the right place. OK. Right. And if you were referred and word of mouth is still the best um, and, and you find them and you connect with them, then 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 you feel more comfortable and open it up. Um, so there's a lot of different techniques um, out there and, and finding people and, and just asking word of mouth is, is the way um, uh, to find a practitioner. I know you can go to, uh, once again, a mortar.com. I'm not here selling any of that sure. um, to find a best, best practitioner. I would encourage you to find um, a, an, an, a, someone who's an elite master, best practitioner. Um, that's a higher level of training. Um, whereas certified is like an, uh, it's a starting place, but it, it's a weekend yeah. seminar to get certified and you want to get somebody with more experience, but, uh, yeah, that, that'd be some initial suggestions. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with as we kind of close it out? Cause there's so much that, that you yeah. gave us. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I, I, I think that, um, I think understanding those four words, I think in summarizing as people are listening to this and saying, yeah, but I just can't get over this hump. Understand that that hump, that thing in your life, the bigger purpose you have, the bigger trials you're going to have to fulfill that. And if you and, and that's one of the things that I that I'll tell my cancer patients that I work with, you know, listen, your purpose can't be beating cancer. Because if that's your purpose, then the cancer always has to be there to fulfill it. Okay. Ooh. You got to get beyond that. What you have to do yeah. is you have to, you have to say, I'm going to write a book about the conquering of cancer. I'm, I'm, I'm planning my next vacation. I'm, I'm planning. You got to get out ahead of this thing and, and know that this trial right now in your life, be it bankruptcy, a relationship, um, you know, breakup or whatever else it is, this trial is going to is going to catapult you to a higher vibrational frequency, a higher spiritual being to fulfill your purpose as far as why you came here. And, uh, and I think that that we only get to that number one, let's have a purpose. Let's mm -hmm. let's have a purpose because it isn't our disease. Don't become right. your disease. Never. And, and number two, when you have that purpose, realize along the way 
you're going to attract challenges to make you a higher enough vibrational frequency to accomplish that purpose in life. So number one, get a purpose and understand along the way, these challenges you have are to fulfill that purpose. And when you apply the steps of learning lessons, finding the good and evolve into a higher spiritual plane and being grateful for every experience along your pathway and fulfilling that purpose, it makes it easier to apply those four words. There are no mistakes. I'm going to attract some piles of shit. When I attract them, I'm not going to water in them. I'm going right. to use them as fertilizer to catapult to a higher growth and, and fulfill my purpose in life. I think that's my closing comment is uh, we're spiritual beings. And we're attracting to us the challenges. Um, apply faith over fear every time and you're always going to win. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's those are amazing nuggets. Amazing wisdom. I thank you so much for being willing. I'm honored that you took the time to chat with me and my audience today is such a blessing. Thank you, Dr. Craig. Thank you, Laura. Looking forward to the next time. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. And I will see all of you in the next episode. Be blessed and be healthy.